Welcome to She Wakes Up, your remedy to healing, resilience, connection, and overall well-being to help you build self-confidence and practice self-compassion. I'm Stacey Failing, and I understand the dark and the light that can come from trauma because I have endured the transformation. And that's why I created this space, one that is open, honest, and real. A place that is centered around empowerment so that you can foster love and worthiness with yourself and also be surrounded by a supportive community of women who get what you're going through. Because even though it may feel like it at times, you are not alone. Healing trauma is a lifelong journey and through it all, I am here because it is my passion to help you navigate the stress and anxiety of it all so that you can find peace, purpose, and a deeper connection with yourself. You will be amazed at how quickly your life progresses once you start the process. So come be a part of this growth and shared conversation right here where progress becomes a collective journey of true awakening. Hey everybody, welcome back to She Wakes Up. Today I've got an on-the-fly guest with us today. She's my best friend and we have a lot of similarities when it comes to what we've gone through in our early 20s, 30s in relationships and having kids. And over the last couple of years, we've gotten really close and really dissected and gotten into a lot of the things that we were working through and realized we had so many things in common. And I thought she would make an awesome guest because of her experience, because she herself has been digging into the inner child work, the self-development work, you know, all the things to heal her from what she has gone through and trying to find a better place, a better person herself, and also somebody to be with. So Jen, welcome to She Wakes Up. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, me too. You know, and this was just something just for, uh, put in perspective for the listeners is that I literally texted her about two hours ago. And not was even. like, yeah, not even. And was like, <laughs> hey, um, crazy idea. Would you want to riff a podcast episode with me? I just am feeling inspired and feel like you are the perfect person to invite on. I honestly don't have anything planned for this. And being the person that she is was like, hell yeah, I will show up. And I was like, all right, 730. I'll see you behind the mic. And we are, uh, she's on speakerphone next to my yeah. mic. So the audio might be not as perfect, but we really don't care. We're just here showing up. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. So Jen, I've got some things here that I wanted to, sh- to ask you and talk about. But you said before we got on this call that you had written some things down. So just to see how aligned we are in this, what were your thoughts and your notes that you took down as far as the direction that you were thinking this was going to go? Well, I wanted... I kind of, I wrote down a bunch of different things. Um, first off, I put down emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? Basically, what does that look like, or how you know how it is? How is it, how is it perceived inside of a relationship that has a lot of emotional abuse? Because not a lot of uh, there's a lot of abuse, but um, not all abuse has signs and symptoms in you know, that kind of stuff. So just the emotional abuse, the, t- the toll that it takes on you, um, love bombing. I have feeling empty, walking on eggshells, um, you know, just having someone be angry at you all the time, you know, just working through the things that 
that we went through when, sorry, <laughs> um, just a lot of things that I feel are important, especially that are missed when it comes to being in a not so good relationship and feeling like that you're not worth anything by the time that you are willing and ready to get out of it. You know, just, just talking about the things that go on, you know, mm -hmm. that we can remember anyway. Like, I don't know about you, but I've tried to not so much as block things out, but I try not to go back to that space and remember where I was or what was going on because I just don't want to relive it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just, just the healing of that and the process of even figuring out like where to really turn to, you know, and it's figuring out yourself and self love. So I love that. I mean, and it's, yeah, it's I, hard when you, you have to go back to go forwards. And I say that all the time in the coaching space because, yes, we want to look in the windshield. It's bigger and all those things. But it's hard when you've gone through that to, in a way, go back but not necessarily relive. And right. I know that you and I personally have had conversations about the past and what that looked like and just comparing you know, what we had gone through and you hit it spot on. You know, the things that I was going to talk to you about was just that, you know, your own perspective of somebody who has lived through abuse and toxicity and just wanting to talk on the fly about what that looks like in just in the raw, real, the emotions, the fight, the escape, the baggage that comes with it, and then the healing process. So it is so much because you're they say that, you know, abusive relationships and trauma, especially with narcissistic relationships, actually affects the brain makeup physically yeah. and chemically. And so you're not just healing the emotional side of what you've gone through, but you're literally having to restructure your brain makeup because you were in this survival mode and everything changed. So when it comes down to how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself, the things that you think about yourself have a long lasting effect because you're in this mode all the time when you're in this defensive place in this relationship that your brain changes yeah. significantly. So now you're walking into a new situation where, you know, for you and I, we were lucky enough to get out of that. But we're working with a whole different person than when we walked into that relationship. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you is that what does the other side of that really look like? You know, because we have people that are in the middle right now, or we have people that are freshly out of this, or, you know, people that are still trying to heal themselves from this. And you think that once you get out, it's like, oh, thank goodness, you know, like, here's the light. This is what I've been fighting for this whole time. And not realizing that you are a completely different person than you were in the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of it all. So you have had to navigate the loss of a relationship and starting over, not just for your kids, but for yourself. What does that, what does that other side actually look like from somebody that got out of that relationship? That other side is scary. Let me tell you. The, 
the you think that what you're in at the time with the relationship you think that that's the scariest part and really it's not the scariest part is actually doing it and believing in yourself after being completely belittled for in my case almost 12 years on a daily basis you know telling me that I wasn't worth anything and that I was stupid and you know all these terrible terrible things and when you're told that all the time you think that way but then sometimes there's like this little tiny glimmer of hope because you don't have anything left and Whenever there's that little glimmer of hope, sometimes you see it. Sometimes you grab onto it, and sometimes you don't let go of it, whether it's terrifying or not. You just go. You know you have to. You don't have any other choice. It's now or never. The other side of it is the reason why I say it's scary is because it is brand new. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't know what you like anymore. You don't know, you don't know the world anymore. You know what you've been living and trying to survive for the last however many years. But with that being the scary part, there's also a lot of light at the end of it too. Because you do the thing that you know that needs to be done. And that's very brave especially when it's extremely scary. Uh, For me, I didn't have, I had no money, I had no credit. I went and stayed with my aunt and uncle for three months before I found an apartment. You know, it was just the little bit of help that you actually do get when you are truly ready is the scary part. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to scare people at all because getting out of it and getting going through and just trying to find the new brand new person that's it's hard to look in the mirror it's hard to sometimes say I screwed up you know what I put myself in the situation I stayed for as long as I did now it's my turn to do something about it so and there's so many factors that play into that on why we stay and you know, how long we stay and what's really the determining and deciding factor to get us out. And then, you know, there are sacrifices, like you said, for most of us in, you know, my story is very similar in that I had to go back to live with my parents. And that's for an adult is a little demoralizing, you know, and especially when you're in an abusive relationship, you're usually in the relationship, not shedding light on the entire situation because you're afraid of what people are going to think. So when it all unfolds, it's like the mask comes off and you are the most vulnerable that you've ever been because people see now. And then to say, I have to go and live with relatives because I don't have anything. You know, I left all the things behind except for the the few personal belongings and things that were really important to me and my kid. But yeah, I was starting over. You know, I had yep. built this life with somebody for over a decade and I was starting over as this new version of me who I didn't even recognize in the mirror. So I have thought about this a lot. I don't know if you have, but 
you know, I didn't have a rough upbringing. I, for the most part, had a pretty normal childhood. And sure, we've, you know, nobody's perfect. We all have our flaws and our families have their issues and things like that. But, you know, there's nothing significant in my family life. You know, I wasn't abused or anything like that. So I often think that abuse doesn't discriminate. And, you know, what really pushes us towards those types of relationships? And I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with our inner traumas and our our inner child. But it's like when you come from a quote-unquote normal upbringing, it's got to be something within us at that time in our life where we just gravitate towards that type of person or situation. And when I think about it, it... For me, it comes down to like my own self-worth and self-confidence and just wanting to be accepted and given attention. And so I guess I didn't really pay attention to the type of attention that I was receiving. And I think for me, that's what kind of put me into that relationship because it was just so spur of the moment. I just want to be liked. I just want somebody to see me um, and feel loved from a relationship perspective. Right. Because that's that's the next step. That's what we're told is that we have to date and marry and have kids. And so when you're looking for that and you feel like there's some sort of a clock attached to it, it's just like, oh, this seems to be good. This will work. You know, what are what are your thoughts on that? This is fine. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, I have done the same thing. Um, But it is also. like I know, I know you have wonderful parents, and I actually thought about this earlier because I think it does have a lot to do with the type of men or relationship situ- situation that we get ourselves into. Because um, for you, it could have been just you know who you were hanging out with at the time, and you know just the things that you were doing. I'm not saying it was bad things, but I'm not, I don't know, you know. And it and it it is a lot of attention, and it is you know at that age we just want. To be loved. We don't want people to be like, oh, you're not in a relationship. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me, okay? I'll get whatever relationship I can I can find. And a lot of people do do, do, do that. Um, for me, I think, though, I didn't grow up with my dad. Mine has a lot to do with um, being abandoned. Like, I have childhood abandonment, abandonment issues because... My dad wasn't around, but it wasn't um, something that was his doing. I later found out, you know, um, right before I had Ethan, that my mom had kept him away from us. Mm-hmm. So it's I've had a lot of issues with with that. You know, I don't know if it does have anything to do, which I, I, I do think it does because I also have that type where I'm just like all right well not anymore I don't I I definitely am just like ick towards Mm -hmm. it anymore but back in the day it was someone's gonna love me and I'm just gonna choose whoever is actually gonna need attention so yeah it just boils down to I guess situational and I guess yeah when we were get you know something to do with kids when we were kids, I had a good childhood, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a good childhood. I had everything I wanted. I was, you know, I was a little more controlled by my my fam, my mom, and I went to church, and 
I had this perfect little, I was this perfect little girl. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I had my older brother who taught me a lot about what a man is, even though he didn't even know what being a man was, but he was the closest thing to me even, you know, remotely knowing what a, a good man is. And still to this day, like, he's my all-time favorite male in my life because he's, he's so amazing. But, like, my dad today, like, I love my dad. My dad and I have a good relationship now, and, you know, I'm I'm extremely happy about that. And so I think that with me having this relationship with my dad, I think that maybe I could, you know, heal all those issues that I, you know, had when I was, you know, in my 20s and my, even, I'm, I'm in my middle 30s, but like even in the beginning when I left the boys' dad, you know, it was, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn. And it, it doesn't come with instructions. You have to go way back. Way, 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 way back. <laughs> mm-hmm. In order to be able to really find out what's going on. Yeah. And do you agree that forgiveness... Recording in progress. Nice. Do you agree that um, like forgiveness is a big part of that? Because, you know, we even if we don't consciously know that there's some trauma in the past or somebody that hurt us it's just you know like for your dad for example is you know you can't go back and change that and you don't know really how much of his absence had affected you we have a pretty good idea but we we don't really know but now it's it's a whole different thing so like you said do you think that just letting go of that forgiving him and moving on and having that relationship with him in the future could help heal some of that for you yeah, absolutely. Um, I think forgiving myself more than anything has been the biggest help. Um, definitely forgiving, you know, everything from the past and being able to see it from a different perspective. Um, I was young, obviously. I, I didn't know exactly what was going on. But, you know, it did it did hurt me as a little girl. But... Um, We've talked and it seems to seems to have helped quite a bit. Helps me be able to look at um, my own feelings towards things and definitely forgiveness is a big thing. Even if you don't think somebody needs forgiveness, it's it's actually very, very necessary to be able to find the strength to be able to do that. It's hard. Yeah. The healing process in all of this is really hard. There are so many emotions and, you know, things in our past that affect us. And you just sometimes don't even know where to start. And I think that for me was the hardest thing is like, okay, now I got out. But like, what do I do now? And I just, you know, for the women that are out there that are experiencing this or in it, how can we help them recognize some of those red flags and warning signs before they get in too deep or before they get to that place where you and you know, decades into, um, or maybe they're questioning, are they, you know, because for me, maybe for you too, when I was in it, I kept justifying. I was like, oh, he doesn't really mean that or no, he'll change. And, 
you know, we're just young. Like, I made all the excuses. I justified everything. So, you know, if somebody is sitting there thinking, am I in an abusive relationship or what are, is this person that I'm with somebody like this? What are some of those things that they can look out for? That right there, the questioning. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, if, I mean, you can, you can be in it all you want and not be able to see or hear, especially people, especially family. Like if they know and they say you should leave, you don't leave until you're ready. Mm-hmm. So if you are questioning if this is a good person for me or if this is even how I should be treated, then there's your answer. You shouldn't be questioning it because I don't really know a lot, but I do know that people that treat you badly don't love you. And that's one thing that I have taken away from this whole thing is I may not know what love is completely, but I do know what love isn't. And it is because of that. It's the questioning and it's the first step. So if you're questioning, then that's definitely uh, something to run with for sure. Yeah, you a, don't want to ignore that. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I guess I have some more questions, but it's tied to kind of wrap it up. So I want to give you an opportunity to share anything related to what we've just been talking about um, and just kind of give your insight or perspective on how you feel about everything or any sort of nuggets of wisdom that you've learned along the way that you would like to offer. Nuggets of wisdom. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's so many. Um, well, let me go they... into this then because that, that's kind <laughs> of the next step um, is – I, if you could offer a piece of advice to these three women, so there's three different women. The first one is the one that is in it. What piece of advice okay. would you offer to her? Give yourself grace. What is Make that? Make sure you give yourself some grace. What does that look like? Uh, that looks like allowing yourself to feel what it is you need to feel. Allow yourself to express anything that you need to express it, um, cut your hair do your nails put makeup on give yourself the opportunity to be able to find out who you are and don't get mad at yourself if it doesn't work out you know right away you're still you're learning you're relearning you're unlearning you are unlearning all the things that you thought were supposed to be and you're not you don't have to you don't have to uh you just sorry the dog's barking um you just I mean it's just a lot of love a lot of self-love a lot of just taking care of yourself making sure you're okay before anybody else really yeah kind of be so kind of be selfish a little bit that's hard to do. That's hard to do when you're in it to see yourself to be like good enough when you're in yeah. it. You know, that is one of those things where it's uh, it takes a minute <laughs> to get back. It takes into more than a minute. What that well. looks like. But I love that because, you know, I often think 
if I would have known the things that I know now or the advice that I offered to people, it's just like, oh, how much quicker would I have gotten out of it? And, you know, that's pretty much the point of this whole podcast is to save yeah. somebody that time and that energy um, in their selves when they're in it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just allow yourself to just, yeah, start tuning into you. Like Jen said, such a good piece of advice is like, start asking those questions and be honest with yourself with the answers that you give. And in that comes that grace piece because, you know, you can't beat yourself up for being where you are and staying because that was one of the things for me when I was in it was just like the shame of, you know, people telling me what I already knew, you know, you, you got to get out, you got to get out. Well, yeah, no shit. I know this. I know <laughs> this isn't where I want to be. You know, it's taken me a long time. Change. Yeah. I, it's taken a long time for me to even get to this place to figure out that this isn't where I want to be, but how do I do that? Especially when you have kids involved. So Give yourself the grace and trust that, you know, if you're headed in that direction, you're asking the questions that hopefully you can get those answers a little bit more clear over time, but it's hard. Um, the next woman that I would love for you to give advice to is the one that is planning and the one that is actively, you know, working an escape plan to get out. Like things are in the works. She's, she's like, yes, I'm ready. It's time. I'm doing this. But she's not out yet. What advice do you give that woman? Be brave. Mm. Be brave. Be strong. Whatever you do, don't give up. Oh, I love that. Just keep going. Like just keep, just keep you, swimming. You, you see the prize. I, well, you yeah. see, you see the door first. Yeah. You can't. You can't stop. No matter how it looks. You gotta. You gotta. You just gotta be brave. The biggest change for me was that day that I was actively packing up my car and I didn't pre-pack or do any, like I was planning, you know, I obviously had a plan to get out and where I was going to stay and that kind of thing. But like, I didn't know when I was going to pull the trigger and actually leave. And the day that he was at work and I just packed up my car, my daughter was in school, he was at work and I was like, this, today's the day. I don't know what it was, but something switched in me and I got out and as I was driving out of that driveway for the last time, I felt the hugest weight lift off of me. And I was afraid the whole time that he was going to show up or that, you know, like what were the repercussions going to be when he came home? But I didn't really have time to stew on all that because it was just that feeling of I'm, I, I did it. I was so, I was brave enough to get out. I got out. I'm out. It, and like, I didn't care what happened next. You know, honestly, I was just like, I'm done. I'm here. I am dry. Like I I'm, had the biggest way. smile on my face driving down the street to my to live with my parents again. You know? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a good feeling. It's a lot of anxiety. It's definitely a lot of a lot of fear comes with it for sure. But later on, you learn that fear is not real. So. And that you you you, you tend to do a lot better along the way. You do, you know, and that's the thing is you don't really have all the answers. You don't know what the next step is going to be. You don't know what the future holds or how it's all going to unfold. But that bravery piece and just trusting that you're, you know what you're doing, you do, and it'll all work out. You know, it might not work out the way that you envisioned, but you know, that's the thing. You're not in it It, anymore. It honestly, that's the thing. It's like once I left 
I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going, but guess what? Along my way, even if I still fall and fail, it always works out. Mm-hmm. Every situation works out. And I'm just like, there's got to be something to say about that. Like that one time I believed in myself. Look at now. Look how much I believe in myself all these years later. I'm still not healed completely. I'm almost there. But I'm a lot prouder of who I am today than I was back then. Not saying I wasn't proud of her because I will protect her for what she did for me. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. The baby steps. You know, baby we, steps you get and overwhelmed sometimes, with all of it. Yeah. Sometimes we run and then we have to do baby steps again, but it's okay. Yep. It's not, it's not a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> just be brave. Don't think about the big picture at that time. Just go day to day. Day to day is huge. Yep. Um, and one other woman that I think could use a little piece of advice and encouragement is the one that actually got out and is now on the other side, you know, we're talking, you know, three months out. She's been out for a little bit, but still not where she wants to be. I would tell that one, that woman, to stay in her own lane. I would tell that woman to figure out herself before she tries to go and involve herself in something else. That's not going to do any good for anybody. That's my piece of advice is just work on you. Get your foundation taken care of. Work as hard as you can. Don't give up. Still be brave because you're still scared because you still don't know what's going to go on and what's happening. But for some reason, you still have that little glimmer of hope. And yeah. Just don't rush into things. Make sure you make good choices. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go back. Don't revert to finding love by attention. Don't go back to finding love because you're alone. It's okay to be alone. Being lonely and being alone, two different things, and they're both okay. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's that's huge. I also agree with you because, you know, if you, you know, it's okay to have a support system. It's okay to have people to lean on in this. And it's necessary to have those people. It really does help you. But one thing is that I recognize is that through all this, I lost a lot of people. And that was just a realization that those people weren't real. Um, There might have been a place for them in my life in that moment. But that it was okay to let go of them too and for whatever reason that may be and going into another relationship is one of the scariest most dangerous things you can do when you get out of this situation because you haven't yet worked on the things that you're carrying with you you know, and in a way, you're mourning the loss of this relationship and also this person that you used to be. Um, we saw a reel not that long ago, Jen. I think you sent it to me actually, where it was the realization and celebration that this woman had when she 
like celebrated the fact that she had gotten out and like to her other version of herself. You know, she was like, yay, we did it. We got through. We made it. And the old version of her was like, you go, you go on without me. You did it. I'm so proud of you because a part of you has to die in that transition. And if we can't allow that piece of us to shed and we're carrying that into another relationship, we're going to attract the similar, if not the same toxic things. And we're also going to project those toxic things that we are dealing with within ourselves onto that next relationship. And so I'm not saying that any of us are ever 100% fully healed, but there is work to be done. And take that time. You know, when you're wrapped up in this kind of a relationship for years, it's exhausting. You lose yourself. You deserve a little time with yourself to get to know you again. Take yourself out for coffee. Spend time with your kids. Do things that, you know, figure out what it is that you like to do. You know, maybe you used to love to be creative and art was your thing, but you lost that along the way. Get back into those things. Find your spirit again. Find the person that makes you whole so that when you step into a relationship, you're at least more whole than you were before. And you'll be able to recognize a good relationship. Oh, yeah. Huge. 100%. Yeah, because you're not... Usually that hits you when you're not looking because you're not in that space of needing that attention and that validation. And, you know, and with that, you're allowed to be vulnerable because you're comfortable now. You know, like you've done some of the work to recognize that it's okay to be broken, but it's also a, there's a healthy way to be broken in a relationship with somebody else and that you can continue to work on yourself but you can't just walk in without doing something, spending some time with yourself. You can't, you can't have all the shattered pieces in your hands without having some sort of gold or bond or some, some sort of <laughs> bonding yeah. agent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look what I've been trying to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much, but I have this. <laughs> yeah. And just continuing to, to push through and not rely on somebody to heal you. Because I think that's, you know, when we walk into relationships when we're not broke or when we're broken and not put together somewhat, it's like, heal me. I need to, I need love and I need attention to heal me. But it's yeah. like, you need somebody to foster your own healing. There's a difference between, you know, it's like helping your kid do their first little um, chunky puzzle. And it's like, as much as you really want to help that or like do it for them. Or yeah. like anything that you do with your kids, you know, helping them ride a bike. As much as you want to like help them succeed for them, you you have to let them. You have to just keep being that support person and encouragement along the way and letting them fail, letting them recognize their own mistakes. But when that moment clicks and they get it and they do it for themselves, it's a whole bigger deal. It's a it's just a whole different type of celebration. And aha yeah, moment a, for themselves. You go, girl. Yeah. Like it's I now you have that sense of accomplishment and you're you're finding that purpose in yourself. But if you have somebody to do those things for you, it, it's so much different. Like it doesn't you're are you it really whole if somebody's putting the pieces the together for you, you know? Say what? I said, are are you ever really whole if somebody is putting all of those pieces together for you? Because what if that person leaves? That person's going to take those pieces with them because they weren't yours in the first place. Then you're even more, yeah, see, then you're even more broken. And you're just like, oh, I can't live without this person again. Yep. Well, 
maybe you should start living with yourself. Figure that out first. 100%. Then, when so- then if somebody does leave, you're like, well, gave it my best shot. But guess what? I'm still here. At least I got I'm a couple more puzzle pieces put together throughout it all. Yeah. At yeah. least this is a little less painful because, you know, I know who I am. You're stronger. Stronger. Yes. So Absolutely. Last question I have for you is after all this time, and I don't know that the listeners know how long it's been since you've gotten out of this, but you can share that with them. But after all this time, what is it that you still feel that you need on your healing journey? Like what are some of your missing puzzle pieces that after this time you're still working on? Oh man. I, I've been doing a lot of, um, self-reflection lately. I've been really asking the questions of like, what it is that I want in a relationship. What does that look like for me? Because I, I don't, I don't know at this point. I really don't know. I have been separated for a little over five years now and I haven't dated in that five years and it's been a very hard thing for me. I just, I kind of um, feel like, excuse me, I kind of feel like at the beginning, I really missed the, the yelling. And I met like, it was, it wasn't that I missed it. It was like nothing else compared to being belittled yelled at like if you're being nice you're being nice to me why I'm not you no you can't be nice to me because if you're nice to me that means there's something you know I I I don't know I don't like that you know but if you're going to be mean to me then that's where it's at um I right now though it's just a lot of it's just a lot of patience I need patience I need someone that I need a strong, I need a strong person because I am a lot to handle. It's not that I'm like, you know, there's anything wrong with me, but I still feel like I need reassurance. Like I still have a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I still have some, you know, self doubt issues. Even if I, try my best to work on them every day. Like I still doubt myself. I don't believe that good things can happen for me. Like, even though I'm a good person, like I still don't believe like good things can happen for me. So I guess just the fact that it can happen. And with the work that I am doing that, you know, with me being able to recognize all the good things that I'm looking for and actually getting down to the root of what I am looking for, you know, cause usually we talked about this just the other night. Usually I, um, I, I go for things with a goal and I'm at a, I'm at a point where I don't want to have a goal to anything that has to do with a relationship right now, because for me, it puts, it puts something on there uh, on it and it makes me, it drives me crazy. Like there's a goal, there's a goal, there's a goal. I have to reach this goal. And if I don't reach this goal, then what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like I do that. 
and it's something that I need to work on. And I know that, and I am working on it. It's, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. No matter, no matter how far away or how long you've traveled to get to where you are right now, you're still going to have some effects. But I also feel that the healing that I am doing, like I really truly do need a good man in my life to be able to help me heal the rest of the way. And that's why I say I need a strong man because I haven't experienced a good man. So for me to be able to recognize and to keep and to, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be a lot. It's not going to be like one of the most God awful difficult things I've ever done, but it's going to, it's going to take a, it's going to take a very specific man. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be able to get me to fully put my guard down and to fully trust that I can trust myself, really, to be able to choose the right type of person to let into my, in my kid's life because it's very important to me. Like I want to be loved and I want my kids to be loved. So I don't take that lightly and I'm not going to settle. You know what I'm saying? Like never settle for anything. Yeah. So do you feel like you're at that point now where you've got enough pieces assembled that like you're ready and you just need somebody to help you assemble the rest of you? Yeah. And there's a difference between, like I said, that doing it for you and doing it alongside of you. Yeah. I know that's a huge piece in just life and relationships in general is that, you know, you have to recognize that both people should be in in a healthy situation working on themselves but it sure does make it a hell of a lot nicer when you have each other to kind of support and lean on because even in healing you have weakness and in those weak moments to have somebody champion you and can't do it for you still but takes a little bit of the the ego bruise out of it when you can say hey Hey, it's okay. Like, I believe in you. I'm here with you. I'm doing very similar work myself and it's not easy. Yeah. You know, when you're alone, who, who does that for you? You have to, you know, and I think that for women especially just makes it even harder because then we get that thick skin and it's just like, then it becomes even harder, I think, to open up to somebody because then it's just like, well, now you've, you've done the puzzle yourself and like, you don't need anybody. You know, I don't need and, nobody. Yeah. And and I think that's, you know, because like you said, we can be alone, we can be lonely, but at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's really meant for that in the long term. So no. nobody, I, nobody wants to, to die alone. Everybody wants to find somebody to have fun with and just, you know, just live a, a, a great life with. Yeah. Really. And so just, we all we all are the same. We all desire and want the same things. So absolutely, we, we no matter. And you said the thick skin. Like yeah, we we put up our walls and we we don't need nobody. We are strong, independent women. I don't need no man. No, you know that only goes so far. Honestly, like at some point you're just you're just standing in your house and you're like, oh, I'm an independent woman. <laughs> and I don't need no man. I wish I had a man. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this jar is too. I can't open this jar. I wish somebody would open it for me. 
I think at the end of the day, we all just want to be able to be vulnerable without judgment, you know, and recognizing yeah. that we all are still working on ourselves. We're all a work in progress. We all have these things that we, we bring into our life that, you know, may not always be understood, but to just be allow you know, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and safe while being vulnerable is huge. And that's one of the biggest things for me, at least in that relationship that I was in is like, I was, you, I mean, you even said that you had your guard up all the time. How could you possibly be vulnerable? And if you can't be vulnerable, you're not really being seen for who you are, which means you're not no. be, really being loved for who you are. And in the midst of all that, you lose yourself. So you can't even love you anymore. No. And you're not honest and vulnerable with yourself. And so it just becomes this big, huge mess. And really getting out of that and allowing yourself to be vulnerable again is like the bravest thing that you could ever do. But it is so worth it because you yeah. find your people. You find the people yeah. that are meant for you. You do. You go You go along and you you start healing and you find your people and you find your family and you find where you belong and you just start a brand new beautiful life no matter what that looks like and I would just want to leave everybody with this is that just because you want to step into this new beautiful life and something that you you know to hope for and you're deserving of because you've put in the work and doesn't mean that you have to leave your story behind as painful as your story is like it is a part of you it is a part of why and you know, who you've become and it's okay to have that. And there's some power in being able to let that be a little bit of your vulnerability as well, whether that is sharing it out loud or allowing part of that to come with you into whatever relationship you step into, because it really just it is, you don't need permission, but it's just that, you know, permission to be yourself. And no matter what has happened to you, that doesn't have to be your story moving forward, but it is a very big, important part of who you are. So nothing to be ashamed of and nope. let that guide you in whatever, you know, whatever direction that you are meant to go in, but let that be that push that I don't, this doesn't have to be how my story ends. It's where it begins. Hells yeah. It's where it begins. Hells yeah. <laughs> awesome. Any last words, Jen? Um, no, I guess no. I uh, I don't have anything else. Just be brave. Love yourself. Love yourself so much that nothing stands in your way. Love Not me. even yourself. Don't okay. let yourself stand in your way. Get out of your damn way. Get out of your damn way. I love you. Thank you for being on here and being brave yourself to just share everything that you did tonight. Thank you for inviting me and I love you very much.